Hello, beautiful people. Quick question. Have you ever thought to yourself, I've been passed up for a promotion, but I don't understand why? Or I want to change in my career, but where do I even begin? We know we're not the only ones that have had these questions. And that's why we started this podcast. It's called Career Gems for the Journey. And we hope that as you listen, you'll discover some gems for your career journey. I'm Leah Murphy, and I wear many hats. I'll tell you about three of them. I'm an engineer by trade, a career coach, and an entrepreneur, all while working to stay happily married and raise three children. And my name is Alma Gordon. I'm a brand marketer, entrepreneur, and serial passion pursuer with a business approach to my endeavors, but always with a creative spin. And we're two really great friends that have supported one another throughout our professional careers. I mean, we've been through it all, and we're here to share some authentic stories, key successes, and setbacks. You're not going to want to miss this. Hello, hello, beautiful people. I am super excited to be back with you. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, my name is Leah Murphy. I am the CEO and founder of Career Gems for the Journey. And we are here to talk about learning to amplify thriving careers, learning to amplify for a thriving career. And at Career Gems for the Journey, we help professionals build thriving careers. That's what we do. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're excited to have you. So um, we're going to have a great discussion today. It's going to be fire because that's just what we do here. But before we jump into that, I wanted to give you all a few updates. Um, So for those who've been riding with with us for a while, you will know that there is all kinds of things that are happening outside of of this broadcast opportunity. And, you know, people want to know the realness, right? People want to know what's happening um, outside of the thriving career and bringing amazing content. So I'm like, oh, yeah, we can do that. Let's let's share. I am wearing um, a Temple University sweatshirt. Um, many of you know that I did um, spend some time and graduated Temple University, had a great experience there. And this week is their graduation. And I just have to tell you all, I love this time of year. Um, at the time of this recording, we are um, in May. And I love this time of the year because I love graduation season. Oh, just the the things that come along with graduation season for me and my own memory and my own life experience are all really warm feelings when you think about graduation, but there's lots of stress, right? That's leading up to it and lead up to it as far as exams and, and finishing papers and all of the things that it takes to kind of get to that finish line. It feels very stressful, but there's so much celebration um, at the end when you reach that goal and all of the feelings that come with this time of year and students graduating and embarking on the next phase of their life, whether it's career or additional education or entrepreneurship or to take a break, whatever that is, it just feels like such a rejuvenating time. And I love it, love it, love it. This one is exceptionally special for me because um, Temple University's graduation is coming up this week. And the reason why it's exciting for me is not because personally I have um, any experience for 2023 um, in graduating, but I, um, I'm thrilled, thrilled and super excited to support my sister who is actually speaking at Temple University's School of Public Health graduation. And I didn't tell her I was going to tell this story. So, um, but I wanted to just shout her out because I'm so proud of her and I'm super excited for her. 
And it kind of um, ties in with the story and the work that we were going to do today talking about amplifying because my sister is a, um, she has a master's degree from Temple University and an undergraduate degree from Temple University, Janelle Lyons. And she's going to speak at the graduation, but her story is her own. And I'm not going to get into all of it, but it was a non-traditional path. For her to end up where she is was a very non-traditional path. And I think oftentimes we only talk about the very streamlined, vertical way to get to our destination in career, right? I had two jobs and, and then I ended up where I wanted to be. And oftentimes that's not the case. Everyone has their own unique path that they have to take, their own journey, if you will, right? Um, gems for the journey plug. So everyone has their own unique path that they're on. And hers was unique. She started um, at community college, uh, local community college in Philadelphia, did her basic requirements there. And then after she finished those requirements, she transferred to Temple University. So joined the university as a transfer student, commuted the entire time that she was there, also worked um, part-time while she was a student, very much dedicated and committed to being successful uh, academically. And we're really, really proud of her for it. So she graduates with her undergraduate degree. We're thrilled and exciting. She goes back to school to go get her master's degree, um, finishes her master's degree, starts working in industry. And then um, as she's working in industry, becomes the president of the board. Um, of alumni for social work for Temple University. Um, I'm sorry, for, so for public health, for the School of Public Health. And the reason why that's so important to me is who would have thought, right, as a, you know, 18, 19 year old who was starting out at community college to try to make sure that you got your credits and you could afford to pay for a four-year institution after you took the time at a community college would then go on to be the president of an alumni association and then go on to speak at their graduation. It is hugely inspiring to be able to be a part of her tribe and community and to really encourage her and congratulate her on all the success that she's achieved. But also her story is one that is probably common, but maybe doesn't get talked about as much. There are non-traditional ways or there are lots of paths that you can take to reach success in your own right. And I want to just encourage someone today that if your path doesn't look smooth, it doesn't look exactly like someone else's, I really want to encourage you to think about other people's story and experiences, not as competition or not as something to compare yourself to, but as more a source of inspiration, right? Be inspired by other people's experiences and allow that to inspire you to forge your own path. Something that may be unique, it may not be... Um, as cut and dry as other people's experiences, but it's yours and it is absolutely relevant and it is worthy, right? And your success is based on the decisions that you make today. Your future success is based on the decisions, actions, and choices that you make today. So shout out to Janelle Lyons, who will be speaking at the School of Public Health commencement ceremony at Temple University this week. So I'm wearing my Temple sweatshirt just to shout her out and to really congratulate her and tell her how proud I am of her and how I am inspired by her story. So I'm also going to pause today because they are doing construction on the street outside of my home uh, where I'm recording this. And I don't know if you can hear it, but I can. So I just wanted to give you a disclaimer. I can hear it. 
forgive the noise. Hopefully, um, you know, we can navigate and go forward because it is a distraction for me, but hopefully you all can't hear it. And if you can, please forgive me. Um, but it kind of also played into the story. I was thinking about it as I was getting on um, to record this. And it just reminded me that we want the outcome. We want the finished product. I want my street to be smooth and beautiful. And I want to have no potholes and I want no bumps as I come down the street. I want to be able to park in my driveway and do it comfortably. Um, so I want the outcome, right? I want the result. But in order to get the result, you got to be under construction. You got to be willing to do the work or you got to be willing to be uncomfortable, right? Have your comfort zone disrupted because typically I would love for it to be quiet and peaceful so that I can focus and do my work. Um, I work remotely all the time. I work from my home office and in doing that, I would love to have it be quiet and peaceful so that I can record and have no interruptions, but I want the outcome. So I want the outcome of a smooth street that doesn't have any potholes. So in order to get that, I have to navigate being in construction. And a lot of times that happens in our lives and in our careers where we want the outcome, we want the desire, we want the finished product, but it's hard for us to navigate the construction period um, because it, it's uncomfortable. And our discomfort can sometimes cause frustration. And what I am trying to encourage myself on, right, and, and take my own advice is to navigate the discomfort, to lean into the discomfort because the outcome will be worth it on the end. So yes, we have to go through some construction. Sometimes that construction requires us to rewrite our resume. Sometimes that construction requires us to hire a coach. Sometimes that construction requires us to quit the job that we're at and join a new organization. All, right, All of those things are a part of the construction period, the under construction period or season that may be required in order for us to get the outcome that we desire. Right, But when we arrive at the outcome, for the most part, we feel like it was worth it. Certainly in my experience, I feel like it was worth it. So lots of life that's going to happen organically. Some of it we can control. Very little of it actually is in our control. But what we can't control during that construction period, if the outcome is what we're looking for, we got to live through the construction. So I'm hoping that you all got, you all can hear me and that the construction that is actually happening in real time is not too much of a distraction from those who are listening to this. And if so, please forgive me. I'm under construction. My street is also under construction and they are out there doing the work um, in order to get us the finished product that we all desire. So excited for that. So we're talking about learning to amplify for a thriving career, and I really feel really good about the conversation that's been happening in the background. I got to give y'all credit. The comments and the DMs, like the back channels, are fire. Like, you can DM me on LinkedIn. You can also connect with me via email, um, and that's at info at gemsforthejourney.org. You can always ask a question and um, engage with the content. If something was powerful, something that you applied had a direct impact on you, We'd love to hear about it. We'd also love to hear your feedback if there's something else that you want to make sure that we talk about, that we go deeper on. So I wanted to talk about um, the last time we closed out, we were talking about learning to amplify for a thriving career. We closed out talking about what does it look like to negotiate your amplification? We talked about how can we make sure that the timing is right for us to amplify? And when we want to amplify, what does it look like to make the ask? Right. So that's how we closed out on our last session. Making the ask got a lot of feedback because um, folks wanted to know 
How do you know when the right time is to make an ask, take full advantage, go back and listen to that content because it is really chocked full of gems. So take full advantage of that. But this time I want to talk about just the power of our own words and the power of our own words. Um, I think it gets said a lot, but I personally am a huge believer around our words having tremendous power over our mindset and our mindset being a huge influence on what we're able to achieve when we think about success. I said it a little bit earlier, but this is my mantra. And I think it's really important for me to continue to do the work that I love. Um, and we talk about mental health being so important in the month of May. Um, to do work that I love, I have to believe that my future success is built on decisions and actions that I am taking and making today. My future success, your future success is built on actions that you take today and decisions that you make today. That future success, the version of yourself that you want to see on the other side, the version of yourself that you see being successful in whatever way you define it is based on the actions and decisions that you, actions you take, decisions you make today. So I really want to encourage you to use that as a tool to flex your own mindset and commit to making the version of yourself that you want to see in the future successful. And part of the mental health discussion and part of the um, overall well-being discussion that we were having um, through some posts on LinkedIn was really this kind of compelling idea of defining success for yourself, not adopting someone else's version of success, not adopting that your success has to be tied to um, a job title or a position or a location or a home or a car or a thing, right? But your definition of success is inclusive of whatever your priorities are. Wherever you would like to drive yourself is a definition of success. If success to you looks like working part-time and traveling the world, then you define that success and you design a life you make decisions and you take actions in order to achieve that version of success. So I want to tell you a quick story. Like many folks, 2020 took a lot out of us, right? It took a lot out of us. It definitely took a lot out of me, a lot out of my, um, my husband and our household. So once we were in the midst at the height of the pandemic, it shifted our perspective in a really significant way. And the reason why it's important and I'm referencing that is because now here we are in 2023 and the shift that we took mindset wise in 2020 is now directly relevant to the life and the design of our life and the definition of success that we have chosen for ourselves. So we chose then to um, make some calculated choices on how we wanted to invest our time and how we wanted to invest our money. And that investment in time and that investment in money is what allowed Career Gems for the Journey to be able to grow. So the business that I operate now, the company that I operate now is a direct product of the shift in mindset that we experienced in 2020. We redefined success for us as a family. And that success for us as a family is what led me to go into entrepreneurship full time and what led me to make some calculated choices around flexibility and prioritizing my time so that we could have the life that we desire. We could define success for ourselves. That success for me, my definition of success, incorporated more work-life flexibility um, and so that I could have time and be available for my family, for my children, um, and for our household. 
And that decision happened in 2020. And now here I am just three years later, living in a product of the mindset shift that happened in 2020. So like I'm living in an answered prayer right now. And it just continues to remind me of how powerful our words are when we choose a direction for ourselves and we know that adversity will come. We know, and, and when I tell you adversity has been coming, <laughs> adversity has been knocking for us, especially over the last five weeks, adversity has been coming for us, but we are still living in an answered prayer. We absolutely know for a fact that the life that we've chosen and designed for ourselves has allowed us to experience a level of um, peace, of joy, of doing work that is tied to a purpose that we really, really do believe in here at Career Gems for the Journey and serving clients in a way that has literally transformed their careers. And we are here for it. And it's literally been amazing. Um, but I wanted to make sure that I told you all that was a choice. That was a pivot that we made mindset wise in 2020 that now has manifested into where we are today. Now it manifested with hard work, with commitment, with faith, with grace, with God's provision, right? It manifested with all of those things in place, but it took us to come together and make a conscious decision of what does success look like for us? right? We had been maybe chasing success according to someone else's definition for the early parts of our careers and had really been working to decide what a success looked like for us because we realized that the old defini definitions of success, um, which, you know, came with certain titles or responsibilities was not going to serve us in this next season of our lives. So that decision now has placed us where we are now and I couldn't be happier about it. I wouldn't change it for anything. I wouldn't do anything differently. So, um, you know, when we talk about needing to be under construction, the last three years have definitely been some construction. There's been lots of choices that got made and investments that got made, and we had to wait for those seeds to grow. It took time. It's a commitment. It took some consistency, but we're here now, right? And we're going to continue to be successful. We're going to continue to see more um, of the fruits of our labor as we stay committed and consistent to define success for ourselves. So I did a whole series um, on defining success for ourselves. If you guys are interested in that, I would love to hear from you. Um, I would love for you to drop it in the chat and let us know or send us an email. What does it mean to define success for yourself? Potentially, we're li listening to old definition of success. And um, I did a great um, podcast episode on the, with um, Dr. Jasmine Escalera, and we talked about redefining success in these terms. So if you're interested in learning about that, the episode was fire. And I wanted to make sure that we kind of brought that into and made the tie to thinking about mental health, defining success for yourself. Because when you're chasing something that someone else has defined, potentially there's where the risk of burnout or overwhelm comes in because it does it's not yours. It's not the vision that you have for yourself. So you may be working towards it, right? And I hear my clients say often, you know, I thought that I wanted this. And then when I got it, it wasn't exactly what I wanted. And then the question becomes, well, you know, did you start with the end in mind? Did you define success for yourself? And then when you arrived, did you recognize that you were there? And a lot of times folks saying, no, I didn't define success. I have really no definition of success. I kind of adopted what other people had told me or adopted what other people told me to aspire to. Um, and I didn't really make that my own. So that even when I got there, it didn't feel like it was mine because I hadn't defined it for myself. 
So I really want to encourage you all to make that shift in your own mindset, define success for yourself, and then get into action behind it. What will it take to realize the definition of success that you desire? Um, and how can you go about getting it? And that's where the strategy and all the other, you know, building a thriving career comes into play. So when I talk about amplifying, and I really encourage you guys to amplify, there's a lot of power in your own words, but it takes you owning your own narrative. I want to say that one more time. It takes you owning your own narrative. So Leah, what are you talking about? How do you, let, let's break that down. That sounds like corporate speak, maybe. So let me tell you what I mean when I say owning your own narrative. No matter what, there is going to be um, work that you do and there's going to be perceptions or um, a narrative that comes from you doing certain work. And when you understand that that narrative is happening no matter what, it gives you an opportunity to decide, do I want to let someone else own my narrative? Do I want to let someone else tell the story of the work that I do or the person that I am or the abilities that I have? Or do I want to influence that myself? Do I want to own that narrative, right? Or do I want to take take my opportunity to own some part of that narrative. The fact of the matter is when you're working, no matter where you're working in corporate America, in nonprofit leadership, in academia, um, in a startup, wherever you are, there is a narrative, right? People are going to have a perception. They're going to have a comment. They're going to have uh, an opinion, right? So I really encourage folks to invest in owning your own narrative. And what that looks like is what are the words that you are saying about yourself to other people? And those other people are your peers. Those other people are your manager. Those other people are your cross-functional partners, your stakeholders, leaders in the organization, you name it. What are the words that you are saying about yourself to other people? And here's the gem. When we talk about learning to amplify for a thriving career, when you begin to own your own narrative and the words that you choose um, are the ones that you are putting out into the atmosphere with your peers and with these other people in your organization, the hack is, and here's the gem, for the most part, people are going to adopt the narrative that you share unless they have had a very distinct counter experience. So for example, I started my career in supply chain, um, did that for a really long time, loved doing the work, loved problem solving, didn't um, see myself doing anything else early on in my career. Then there got to be a point where I wanted to transition and I wanted to move into another part of the organization. However, I only had a very narrow set of experiences, um, narrow in the way of moving out of supply chain and moving into another part of the organization didn't seem like it was possible because lots of people perceived me as this supply chain expert and wanted me to stay in that supply chain expert role. So I thrived in the role, but I wanted more. So what it required for me was to start to own my own narrative and guide the conversation in a different way. So when I'm talking to leaders, when I'm talking to my manager, yes, I am thrilled and excited about the results that I was able to deliver as a supply chain expert through lots of lots of hard work, lots of learning, great collaboration with amazing cross-functional partners. But I'm, I believe that I am a leader in concepts in supply chain and I can execute those concepts in other parts of the organization. I see myself as someone who has the potential to take the processes and systems and people leadership that I learned in supply chain and translate that into business impact. 
So what it took was me owning the narrative of, yes, I am an expert in one area, but I see those skills as transferable skills into other areas and parts of the business. And it took consistent dialogue with other people that said, I acknowledge where I am now, but I'm also very clear that I want to transition into doing something else in the future. I want to apply the skills, competencies, capabilities that I've already developed and move them into another part of the organization because I can also add value in the other part of the organization. The other part of the organization, and for me, it ended up being um, into procurement and then also into strategy, those skills that I learned were transferable skills in supply chain that I could move to other parts of the organization. But it took me telling that story and owning that narrative up front, because if I would have let the narrative maintain and stay the course, I would have been a supply chain expert, which would have been amazing. And I would have stayed in that vertical, in that part of the organization. But I had the intention and the desire to move. So it took me owning that narrative, telling the story of how those skills were transferable. I could move them from one part of the organization and have an amazing big business impact in another part of the organization. And I had to tell that to my peers. I had to tell that to my manager. I had to tell that to my manager's manager. And eventually people began to kind of ask the question, well, you know, do we believe that Leah can do something else in another part of the organization? And that's when the narrative would come back and say, yeah, Leah believes she can. And she delivered the results in the part of the organization and supply chain, which is a pretty tough part of the organization. So we believe she can reapply it somewhere else. It makes sense. So people are going to often adopt the narrative that you have put out there once you've put it out there, unless they've had a completely counter experience. So if you have made somebody mad, if you have frustrated someone, if you have not delivered somewhere, that person is not going to necessarily be the one who's supportive of your narrative. They're going to say, well, I had a different experience with Leah. It didn't work out the way I think. She may need a little bit more time and experience to practice in supply chain before we send her out to another part of the organization. And those people will exist, right? You can't make everyone happy all the time. But if you've done great work and you've delivered in the part of the organization you're in and you're looking to make a transition or you're looking to get a promotion or you're looking to take on a special project, you owning the narrative and helping people to see you as the new version of yourself, acknowledging the version that already exists and you know, leveraging that credibility to move you into another space is the process of owning your narrative. And using words, using the words that you speak about yourself to set you up for success for whatever it is you desire in another part of the organization. So I really try to encourage folks to think about what are you already known for? What are the things that you're really good at that people rely on you for, that you're seen as an asset for? Those things stand on them, right? Stand on them and allow that to be um, clear that you value that experience. And then as you value that experience and you acknowledge it, help people to see you in a different light by owning your own narrative and introducing to other people that I'm interested in doing this other thing. We've delivered on this side. We're excited for the future on the other side. I'd love your support to get me to this other opportunity. So I really think that owning your own narrative can be something that more people do in order to amplify themselves. But sometimes it feels like bragging. Sometimes it feels like, you know, why are you, why do you keep repeating the same thing? Or why do you keep talking about the same thing? It takes that repetition for you a, to get comfortable saying it and for other people to hear it multiple times and then take the step further you may hear other people repeat back to you exactly what you said. 
that's when you know the narrative that you've set out in the organization has come full circle. So I've actually heard the narrative that I started in an organization come back on my performance review. So I had been so consistent with it with my manager that he had adopted the thought and then was supportive of the narrative that I had created. But if I hadn't created it and that space was white and that space was vacant, then something else would have gone there. So it's kind of like you doing the work on for yourself, for your own benefit, but you also doing work for your manager or for your whoever is doing your performance review. If you own the narrative and you set up yourself with specific words that you're using that leverages your credibility and what you've already done and also sets you up for what you desire for the future, once someone else hears that enough time, they're going to either replace the thought that they already have, build on the thought that you've given them. And that's when you start to see, man, this really does have an impact. This narrative that I've set out into the organization that I am uh, an amazing leader and I have critical capabilities that I've built over years and developed experience that I can now have an impact somewhere else in the organization, leveraging those skills and experiences and have a significant business impact. That is something that folks can get behind. If you don't own the narrative, if you don't do this work, if you choose not to own your own narrative and amplify it for yourself, something else will go in that place. Something else that you didn't write, something else that you did not decide, something else that comes from a perspective that is not your own. So not owning the narrative doesn't mean that there won't be a narrative. There will be. There will be a story that is told. There will be a position or an opinion that is shared. It's a matter of, do you want to influence that? And I think you do. I think that's why you're here. I think that's why you're seeking out additional professional development and resources because you have a definition of success. You're working to define that for yourself and owning your own narrative will allow you to do that. It will be a tool in your tool belt to get you there. And once you own that narrative, you define that for yourself. What do you want to be known for? And what do you want people to say when it's uh, looking out into your future? Now you're learning to amplify for a thriving career. That is how you amplify for a thriving career. So I would love for you guys to think about it. Um, our key takeaways for today is, number one, the words you say about yourself are powerful. The words you say about yourself, to yourself, powerful stuff. So if you say, I am a leader who's capable of navigating this organization and successfully delivering results somewhere else, you start to say that about yourself enough, you begin to believe it. You begin to say that to other people enough, they begin to believe it. Once what they believe comes full circle and you're hearing what they believe about you and it matches, now you're talking about a real amplification. Now you have some amazing momentum and leverage to make a significant ask, to ask for something that is pretty audacious. And I'm here for all the audacity. I love that for you. I love that for you. Now, um, I want to close with this. When you begin to own your own narrative, when you begin to amplify your own results, I heard a lot of people say, well, people are going to not like that. That's going to make some people uncomfortable, right? I got a lot of comments on that in the back channel. You're right. It's going to make people uncomfortable because people have gotten accustomed to owning the narrative for you. And when you choose to take um, a, 
authority over your own narrative, that will make some people uncomfortable. You know, there was a um, there was a great post earlier today, and I can't remember. Um, I think it was Lola that posted it, and she mentioned that um, she commented on office pet to office threat, and I was like, ooh. There's some heat behind that, and it's absolutely true. It's a very clear concept that's been that's been um, well talked about in corporate America, um, certainly in circles of Black and Brown people, where when you go from a place of allowing others to dictate or to control or have more influence over your career and um, and your success than you do, then going from that place of people feel very comfortable with who you are. And now you're choosing to take more ownership to really step into your own authority and power as a subject matter expert on yourself and your career. That'll, that's going to make some people uncomfortable. And when it does, now you're clear on the people who really aren't your people. If you owning your own narrative, stepping into your own authority, really you know, being the subject matter expert on yourself and what you desire for your career um, through your words and actions, because you've been credible, because you are a great resource, because you are an asset to your organization, if that begins to make people uncomfortable, then you know for a fact that those aren't your people. And if that is someone who has direct impact over how you navigate your organization, a manager, a supervisor, folks like that, then maybe it's time to make a change. Maybe that organization or that department or that function isn't the place where you're gonna find success. Potentially, right? Change is normal. Change happens in careers, and that's okay. But when you realize that you showing up as a fuller version of yourself um, makes people uncomfortable, and it will, then you realize that those are not your people, and you also realize that there's an opportunity for you to now make a decision. You have more information to make a decision. Is this the organization that I'm going to be able to grow and thrive in? Will I be able to find success as I desire it in this organization or on this team or in this department? And the answer may be yes, and you forge forward, and the answer may be no, and it's time to make a change. Now you know, now you have information, you have more evidence to make a decision. I don't see that as a bad thing. It can be uncomfortable, it can absolutely be uncomfortable, and it can show up in a number of different ways, but you now have better information because um, you may have been making an assumption that I can be successful in this organization and they will receive the version of me that, you know, allows for owning my own narrative. And I'm excited for that. Or you may learn that that's not the case. And now you have to make a new decision for yourself in order to reach the definition of success that you desire. So I like to close with this. If I knew then what I know now, I would have taken the actions that my future self would be proud of me for. But I know more today than I did yesterday. So now I'm going to take action. So if I knew then what I know now, I would have made decisions in my past that my future self would have thanked me for. But I didn't. But now I know more today than I did yesterday, and I'm going to take action so that my future self can be proud of me. So this has been a great experience. Lots of gems that were dropped. Oh my goodness. I absolutely love talking about amplifying for a thriving career. And if you have the opportunity, head over to our LinkedIn 
uh, LinkedIn profile, we've been talking about um, mental health awareness for the month of May. And we kicked off with that at the beginning of the discussion. And we want to make sure that we continue to have the right conversations about mental health and overall well-being, because that is the foundation. That's the building block for you to have a thriving career. Taking care of yourself, prioritizing your own well-being is the first step to you defining success and then building a thriving career. It's been amazing. I look forward to being back with you all soon. I see you. You're a strong performer, the go-to person on the team, and you like it that way. But your current salary does not reflect the value that you bring to the company. You want to negotiate for more money, but you're not sure where to start. We can help. Get your digital copy of Salary Power Moves, winning the compensation negotiation today for just $9.99 at gemsforthejourney.org slash shop. You'll learn what to put on the table in your negotiation and who to negotiate with. After using strategies in this digital book, readers have gotten $25,000 pay increases and more. I'm on a mission to help 10,000 women learn to negotiate for more money, and I want you to be one of them. Get your copy of Salary Power Moves, Winning the Compensation Negotiation today at gemsforthejourney.org slash shop for just $9.99. This was Amma Gordon and Leah Murphy. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode gave you some real gems that you can use on your own career journey. Come back for the next episode and be sure to follow us on social at Gems for the Journey on Instagram and Career Gems for the Journey on LinkedIn. You can also email us at info at gemsforthejourney.org with any questions or comments you may have.